Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Get over to Leon Tailoring for that young person who graduated. Congratulations, by the way. And make sure they've got the clothes for that big job interview. Hey, the economy may be good, but you still got to dress for success. And Leon Tailoring, they can help your young person do that with a professional wardrobe and attire that they need. And so all those years of college and getting a degree do not go to waste. So Leon Tailoring, the perfect place to get your young professional off to that start in the world of work. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, well, we're see the finish line's in sight. Uh, to work on um, our priority bills. We have a busy week next week um, with uh, more conference committees and, and getting things kind of across the finish line. Appreciate the work on both sides. And uh, obviously, you know, good to get a strong physical forecast uh, this week. Uh, uh, nothing, I think, that was earth-shattering, but continues to kind of showcase the fact that our economic policies are continuing to work and uh, always like to go up, and, 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 uh, and that's what we continue to do. It feels like for the last few years, it's just gotten stronger and stronger, and uh, that puts us in a good position to hopefully finish out strong. Besides the budget, what are the biggest issues left unresolved at this point? Well, I think, you know, it's a lot of agenda bills, right? So, uh, you know, working through the health care stuff and, and uh, trying to get to the right spot on that, uh, you know, and continuing to you know, so there's always some education stuff. But, uh, you know, we, we, we I feel like the communication has been good amongst chairs and uh, we continue to make progress. On, on that same note, though, what do you think might be missing from the budget now that you might be reconsidering at this Well, I mean, obviously, there was no mental health funding in our budget because we were going to deal with it in Senate Bill 1. So, obviously, that's a big difference between, that would be a big difference between the House passed budget and the final budget would be the, the inclusion of uh, more money for, you know, the, the money for uh, mental health. I'm not sure I can say that anything, you know, I think both caucuses, uh, you know, or both bodies put out, you know, budgets that represent their priorities and you'll work kind of within that framework. On 10.04, the hospital fund, the hospital fees bill, hospital say they feel like they're being unfairly targeted because it's going after the fees, but it's not addressing uh, Medicaid reimbursement rates, for example. Do you agree with that? Do you potentially see uh, some room for working on that last few days of session? You know, we've been working with them on, on that. I mean, you know, again, disproportionately, multiple studies have said we're, we're above the national average in, in a state in which for hospital pricing, in a state in which we're below the national average from a cost standpoint, almost anything else. So there's definitely work there that needs to be done. Um, on the Medicaid stuff, you know, I think you'll see us, you know, continue to put uh, money into that and, uh, you know, and look what we can do regarding rates. So, Does the revenue forecast make the final budget negotiations a little easier? <laughs> well, uh, better than the alternative, uh, but, uh, but no, I, I think, you know, it's just trying to make you sure you, you find the right spot. But I, I guess, you know, yes, in the sense that, you know, you're, you're, it's better than the alternative. Given, you, what, given where we are now, do you have a target date for Sinai next week? I do not. Senate Bill 414 was amended in conference committee this morning, had some language concerning wetlands taken out of it. Uh, environmentalists were upset about the language. Um, do you support the changes that were made this morning? Uh, do I support the changes in the Kashmir yeah. that, that got taken out? Yeah. I actually think that that language makes a lot of sense, and, and uh, uh, I think it's probably a germaneness issue. I don't know. I haven't heard about that, but uh, we'll talk about it next week. 
So you're you're potentially looking at a way to revive that. Well, I mean, language? if it's a germaneness issue, as you guys know from the Senate perspective, you'd have to find a home in a different bill, and, and we'll see if that's possible next week. In terms of reviving language, we've heard in 1447 there could be an insertion of the Library of Seen Materials language. There hasn't been a lot of discussion on that. Where is the caucus at? What are the plans for bringing that language? Well, I think we'll talk about that early next week. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I, I think, again, you got to find the right, if you want to do it, you got to find the right bill where it's appropriate. 1420 has pretty spirited discussion all around. Yeah. Um, curious what it took to finally get it across the finish line. A lot of interest out there on what happens. Yeah, for, for us, I think, you know, the, the thing about for us is, you know, when you're the number one uh, state in the country for GDP and manufacturing, utility rates really matter. And I think we have a lot of confidence in IERC. Uh, to be able to, to, to not just to see the entire spectrum of utility rates from both generation and transmission. And, uh, and I think that was critical. And, and they've done, you know, I think Duke announced what this week, they reduced the rates uh, in Indiana. So, so I think, you know, that's, uh, uh, I think that's been important to us. I think you can get competition in the construction, uh, as Representative Salde uh, noted. But more importantly, in the regulated marketplace, I think it makes a lot of sense to regulate both generation and transmission. I think that's what kind of got across the finish line. Two years ago, uh, when you got a great uh, fiscal report, the Senate went along with your proposal on the voucher expansion. Do you expect to make the same argument that the money is there to, to do that? I'm always going to make the same argument whether the money's not there or not. We fund schools and we fund students in the state, not systems, and uh, you know we just think that's that's the right public policy. What uh, needs to happen between now? Did you have a follow-up? Well, not. Oh. Um, what needs to happen between now and April 29th to make this a positive session for users? Well, I think, you know, we've had our priorities. You know, we want to empower, you know, parental choice. We want to, you know, cut taxes. We want to make significant investments in things like uh, mental health. Um, we want to make, you know, we want to continue to uh, reduce health care costs. So, you know, we, we think we've got some good stuff going on in increasing housing. So those are the types of things. You know, look, it's about the agenda bills. Obviously, workforce is critical. The Lilly announcement this week was awesome for a hundred different reasons. But I, one of the things I was so impressed with the Lilly announcement was they were talking exactly about the needs for what we're talking about in House Bill 1002, about more certifications, uh, more work-based learning opportunities. They're investing with Ivy Tech to, to create that happening, both as they noted, both for high school and college students. So I think, you know, that's the type of stuff, Brand, that we, we we're excited about getting across the finish line. Would you like to see those career scholarship accounts inserted back into the language? We're, we're, we'll be working on that. Do you foresee additional investments for SB4's public health funding, given the extra revenue we're going to get? Well, I think, you know, I think both caucuses kind of ended up in about the same number. It's a historic investment. I think $225 million across the the, the uh, fiscal, across the, the, the budget, across the biennial budget. So I mean, a huge investment. Uh, and uh, so I, I would guess that number, well, well, maybe not the exact number, will be in the ballpark with, with some stuff worked around the edges. But it feels like to me, at least that was one place where there, there seemed to be pretty pretty close proximity. What's going on with 1608? 1608. Uh, uh, the section disclosing. Oh, I think Representative Davis is just taking a look at some things. So. Is there still a push for property tax relief? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, sure, certainly. And, you know, I know uh, 
Representative Thompson, Chairman Thompson, is working with Senator Holdman on that and on 1499. Uh, that's a, another thing that we, we need to make progress on. I think, uh, uh, from my understanding, those have been positive conversations. We have time for one more question. Where do things stand with your negotiations on the ESG uh, bill? Are you set to go along with what the Senate did? Well, I do. You know, we appreciate the Senate's efforts. We're trying to determine that where we want to land, and uh, we'll have those conversations tonight and tomorrow. So, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Have a good afternoon. You too. Well, oh, that's good. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.